When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Terror Radio Podcast, where we are dedicated in bringing you the best of horror and thriller, old-time radio broadcasts, as well as original stories. This is your host, Keith, aka The Radio Show Nerd, and I want to give a huge shout-out to the Feed Spot blog, the founder reached out to me the other week and informed me that Terror Radio had been placed on their top 80 horror podcasts of 2022 and it ranked at number 15 which is absolutely mind-boggling as well as exciting and I could have done it without the support of all of you so thank you now the episode today I have entitled be careful what you wish for, whether it be excitement, money, adventure, lust, what have you. The two radio programs featured tonight are two of my favorites, Lights Out and The Weird Circle. And the stories from both series deals with characters who yearn for luxury and it doesn't turn out the way they anticipated. So without further ado, this is Terror Radio. As I said, the radio series featured tonight are Lights Out and The Word Circle. The first is Lights Out with the radio play, It Happened. And this was first broadcasted on May 11th in 1938. And it deals with a young lady who, basically she's a spoiled brat, who's bored with life and wants excitement. And boy, does she get it. Hmm. So, you know the drill. Sit back, turn down the lights, and listen to It Happened. Lights out. Everybody. Her mind as she thinks 
culture, the very pearl of your visit to Paris. <laughs> now come this way, girls, this way. This way, girls, this way. Prune paste all made makes me sick. Who cares about the Louvre and scummy pictures and junk like that? Fun. I want fun. Now, Jean, Jean Taylor, why do you always lag behind? You know that makes my task of shepherding you girls infinitely more difficult. Do I have to be shepherded? Do I look like a sheep? Now, Jean, my dear, please don't take that attitude again. Your father. My father. My father. What does my father understand about me? Now, Jean. What does anybody understand about a girl like me? My dear child, for 20 years I've conducted young ladies. For 20 my... years you've been a pain in the neck. Jean Taylor. A pain in the neck, that's what you are. Here we have the Mona Lisa. She's got a pen like a hunk of cheese. Culture, girls. Culture. Culture. You make me sick. Jean Taylor, how could... Oh, don't pop up like that. You'll blow something. Cable. A cable to your father. Go ahead, cable and send for him. Who cares? What good's Paris if I don't get any fun out of it? You, you dried up prune. Uh, I've never been talked to like this in all my life. Well, that's what you are, a prune. A little dried up prune. The other girls... The other girls make me as sick as you make me sick. Fun. Fun's what I want. And neither you nor my father nor anybody else is going to stop me from having it. Now I understand how you broke your mother's heart. Oh, cut it out. That tune's made me sing in the choir long enough. I'm sick of it. Money's for fun and life's for fun. I'm young. My father's got plenty of what it takes. So starting right now, the devil with sculptures and paintings and all your culture. <laughs> this is Paris. Paris. And I'm going to have fun. 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 And I'm starting right now. Jean, come back here. Jean. Jean, come back here. Chasing after me. Never catch up with me. Dried old prune. Fun. Fun. Paris, full of fun. Free now. Yeah, I'm free now. Until she gables father. Get all the fun I can while I'm free. Nobody knows me here. Get away with anything. Anything. Old prune face. Lost in the crowd. All this is swell being alone. Man looking at me. Ooh, I can only talk French. Fun. I gotta hear fun. Step over to the window. Stand there looking in. Someone might talk to me. Someone might. I beg your pardon. Do forgive me for startling you. <laughs> well, I'm not startled. Aren't you Jean Taylor from New York? Oh, yes. Yes, I am. This is a coincidence. Sam Edwards, the name. I know you? Not exactly. I know your father. Oh. He often spoke to me of your, his favorite daughter, aren't you? Am I? <laughs> I get it. Sort of holds you down, doesn't he? You mean he tries to. <laughs> well, I can see he isn't very successful now, is he? Oh, I do all right. Alone? Certainly. Going someplace in particular? Why? Why not go places with me? Then to my father's. What'd you say? Uh, nothing. I wish you would say something. For instance, that you'd like to have me show you Paris. The real Paris. Real Paris? Of course. The Paris the tourists never get to see. The Paris you read about. A living, lusty Paris. You go with me? Oh, mister, I'd love it. Excellent, excellent. Shall we go? You really mean the, the real Paris? Pure and unadulterated. <laughs> and not so pure. Mister, you're the answer to a maiden's prayer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not much further. Kind of a funny street, isn't it? The real Paris. I hope. 
And here we are. Told you it wasn't much of a walk. You, you mean this house? That's right. The old Paris. It's old enough. Sure looks like a dive. If your father heard of this... Oh. He won't. He won't. I should hope not. I thought you said this was a club. Oh, yes, indeed. I'll have our own key. Here you are, my dear. Fun a la carte. I'll take it a la mode. A la anything. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Edwards, where are you? Just closing the door. All right, this way, my dear. See, how about some lights? How about it? In here, plenty of lights. I thought you said there'd be a swing band. I don't hear anything. Well, not so impatient, all in good time. Step in here. It better be good. Uh, it will be. Say, there's nothing in here. What? Mr. Edwards, locking the door. Say, what's the idea? Seems like a good idea. I said, what's the idea? And I said, it seems like a good idea. You lied to me. I'm an opportunist. Well, show me the etchings. <laughs> Got plenty of insides, huh, kid? I'm not a kid. And if you think you can get away with anything, you're crazier than you look. Am I? You said you were a friend of my father's. I am. I am indeed a friend of his money. What? Money, money. You little sap, you don't think I'm interested in you? Don't you talk to me like that. <laughs> Still wet behind the ears. You let yeah? me out of here. Sit down, sit down. Let me out. Sit down. Ah, that's the idea. After all, you're not talking to your dear papa now. I'm a fellow who likes his own way even more than you do. This will cost you plenty, mister. You mean it'll cost papa plenty? $150,000 plus interest. Let me out of here. $150,000 plus interest. Every dime he took from me, I'll get back. I don't know what you're talking about. Open that door and let me out of here. You think it was accidental, my meeting you? On the contrary, I planned every minute of it. I knew exactly what you've been doing ever since you stepped foot in Paris. Why shouldn't I know? I've been waiting for this. He took my money, that father of yours, and now he'll give it back. They know where I am. They'll find me. Carwinkle doesn't know where you are. You saw to that. You know. I just told you I made it my business to know. Yeah, you give me back my $150,000. That father of yours. You can't keep me here. On the contrary. I can do nothing else. I waited two years for a chance like this. Yeah, two years. Because I knew sooner or later you'd be alone. You. The only way I could get him to give me back my money. Well, now I've got you. The whole 19th spoiled year. Not afraid. Why should I be? He's old. I'm smarter than he is. I'm not afraid of him. What's he talking about, my father? $150,000. Father stole it from him. Maybe he did. What do I care? He can't keep me here. i got to get out. I'm smarter than he is. Candlestick on table. Got to get him to turn his back. That's it. Turn his back. Grab candlestick. Mr. Edwards, look. Behind you. What? Nothing at all except this. What? Candlestick. Why'd you you get... open that door. Put down that candlestick. Don't come near me. Why, you little good for nothing. Give me that candlestick. What are you trying? What did I do? Hit him so hard. Candlestick heavy in my hand. Drop it. He's lying there so still. Maybe I... Something dark. 
Crawling along his head out on the floor. Blood. Blood. Killed him. Killed him. <laughs> Gotta get out of here. Which key is it? Which key? I can't find the right one. Which is it? Blood pouring out of him. I'll go crazy. My head. I'm all mixed up. This is the door we came in. It is. But why won't the keys? I gotta get out of here. I killed a man. I gotta get out. Wind. Where? In the shadows. Another door. Open. I will get out. I will. Dark. Kill the man. Get away. Back to the hotel. No one will know. Ever. Dark. I... I don't know. I... Water. Basement floor covered with water. Can't get out. Have to go up there. Find another way out. Go up there again. Must be another way out up there. The door. Shut. Wind blew it shut. Water's deep. Wade through water if it isn't deep. Only up to my ankles. I will get out. I will. Must be a basement door. So dark. Killed him. If they catch me. They won't catch me. Never. Nobody knows. That sound. Running water. This way. I wonder why. Get out of here. No one will know. Can't know. No one saw me come in. Found the water so loud. I wonder what. Mademoiselle. 
What? You floated by drowning. I saved you. You saved me? Oui, I did. In the dark, I saw you. Dark? What? Where am I? Where am I? You do not know. Where am I? Wet stone. Film. Sound of water. You've got to tell me where I am. Oui. I tell you, mademoiselle. You are in one of the great sewers of Paris. This way, ma chérie. This way. What's the matter with you? Do you have to walk so fast? But I walk slowly, mademoiselle. So dark. Haven't you even got one match? I see quite well, mademoiselle. If you will follow me. And then walk slower. You're just a shadowy something. Walk slower, I tell you. I am a busy man, mademoiselle. You fool, don't you understand? The quicker you get me out of here, the more I'll pay you. I'll give you more than you make in a year. The sewers run beneath the streets like fingers of outstretched hands. Some of these tunnels are so old that all the world has forgotten them. There's no water here. We. Well, that is true. Abandon this one. How much further? A step. Merely a step. You said that half an hour ago. Turn here. Turn here. eh? Up the steps. Turn, and here we are. What are you talking about? It's still dark. We're still underground. We are here. What are you talking about? My workroom. Workroom? Who cares about your workroom? Out of here. You said you'd get me out of here. No, mademoiselle. I take you away from the water. Here. But I want to get out. Out where there's decent air. Out where there's light. Do you hear me? You've got to get me out of here. Oh, no. No. Whoever meets old Louis down here stays here. You're crazy. No. You know what money is, don't you? Oui, mademoiselle. Then get it through that head of yours. I'll make you a rich man if you get me out of here. Rich. Rich. Just get me out of here. You are a noisy one. Crazy. You are. No. You are. What do you stay down here for if you want? I work. Work? What sort of work have you here? I make things. You will see. How can I see in this dark? Your eyes will accustom themselves in a few years. Get me out of here! Come. What? Come, mademoiselle. Come. Wait for me. Wait for me. I will show you my work. Wait for me. If you'll get me out of here, I tell you, you'll never regret it. Where are you? I've lost you. Where are you? To your right, Messery. Turn to your right. My right? Oh, where are you, old man? Here, I'm here. But, but there's no light here. You didn't get me out. You didn't. My work. 
It is here. Who cares about your work? Get me out of here with this light. Light? We. Oui. I will make light. I'm not afraid. I've never been afraid of the dark. I just want to see where I'm going, that's all. Hurry. Hurry up with the light. We. Oui. I bring you light. Miserable little kerosene lamp. Haven't you got anything stronger than that? My work. We. Oui. Now you will see my work. This way, mademoiselle. This way. You crazy old fool. Who cares about anything but getting out of here? Will you get it through your head? Money. I'll give you plenty of it. Just show me the way out of this place. Do you want me to go as crazy as you are? Here, my chérie. This is the place. My wonderful workshop. So quiet. Always quiet. No one to disturb all we. No, indeed. Give me that lantern. I'll get out of here myself. No. That is impossible. My work. You see it? See it? What's that? Take it, mademoiselle. Take it in your hands. I made it. <laughs> With my own hands, I made it. It's a necklace. Oui, a necklace, eh? Exquisite work. You see for yourself, it is exquisite. Okay, so it's exquisite. Now, will you get me out of here? I made it myself. All by myself. No one helped me by myself. You crazy old fool, give me that lantern. No. You must see how I make my beautiful necklaces. Here. Over here, mademoiselle, look. Listen, you give me that lantern or I'll... We. Oui. From these I make it. Bones. We. Oui. Beautiful bones. They come floating down the water to me. Bones of... What? The foolish ones who kill themselves in the water. The sewer brings them to me. We, all of them. Oh! The miserable, unhappy flesh. I take it off them. Then at last, they are bones. Hard, white, useful bones for my work. See? That one in the corner. I got my arm. No. You must come to look, my chérie. You must. Let go of my arm. Oh, mademoiselle, come. You see, the skull, I have it almost clean. You stand there. I will show you how I do it. Eh? My saw. So, I cut the good strong white piece off the top and clean the brains away. Eh? Watch me. No. Someone would hear me. Workman. Someone in the sewer. If I yell. Help! Help me! Help me! Is there someone down there? 
I must say you have changed quite nicely. So docile. Quiet things now. Well, before you were so noisy. We, before you were another rich one. Good for nothing but for trouble. Now you do my work for me. That is the way it should be, my cherry. Uh, here, here we are. The water runs quite strongly here, doesn't it? Eh? The largest sewer of them all to bring me more white ones on my work. <laughs> See, there it comes, another one. Another oh, oh, one who tried to take his life. Eh? I always know when one is coming. Ah, mon Dieu, he's a big one. Eh? Strong bones he'll have. Get ah, him. Help me lift him up. No. Help. No. Help me lift me. I is a big one. He's still alive. He's still alive, I see. Move his head on the water. Hold it under. Hold it under, I tell you. Hold his head. Hold him under. How could I fish leave with this? In my time, the same is full of fish. In your time? <laughs> Look, see where it's playing in? Where is there for a fish to live? I uh, my, Monsieur. Look, what? Uh, in the water. No, that's it. She's a woman. They call him to take her right by Hold on to my arm. I'll get you. I'll get you. Hold on. Oh, oh, not too far. Oh, you will fall in. A little more. A little more. I got you. Pull me back, please. Pull me back now. Help me lift her up for it. So, uh, another one, I suppose, who found life too bitter. We, poor old women, must have had a long, miserable life. The misery in her face, we... Yes, she looks as if she might be an American. She... What do? She, she, she moves her lips? Oui. Old oui. woman, what is it? Eh? What are you saying? What? Would you like a beautiful necklace? Necklace? A beautiful necklace out of bones, real human bones. Lights out. Written especially for radio by Arch Obler, comes to you each Wednesday from our Chicago studios. This program has been heard in Canada over the facilities of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. This is the National Broadcasting Company. That was a good one. Lights Out never disappoints. Now, 
Our next story is entitled Expectations of an Heir. And this was first broadcasted on December 12th in 1942 on the popular radio series, The Weird Circle. And this deals with a young man who's basically lazy and is living off of his aunt. But, well, you'll find out when you listen to the story. So again, you know the drill. Sit back, turn down the lights, and listen to Expectations of an Heir. of the past, phantoms of a world gone by, speak again the immortal tale, Expectations of an Heir. Yes, there she goes, my beloved Aunt Mora, her skirts rustling as she waddles up the stairs to her room. My earliest memories are memories of her, always dressed in the same way, heavy dark dresses which only accentuate her huge body, her fat body, always waddling from our dark living room up the circular wooden stairway to her room on the second floor, leaving behind a faint scent of mimosa perfume mixed with the sweet odor of rice powder and the dusty smell of old clothes. And more. Mother, father, brother, and sister. All these she has been to me. My only relative, Aunt Mora. There's always been just two of us. Alone. Alone together. And the butler, Andrew. Only he leaves us alone together, too. Everybody does. You see, we're so devoted to each other. They say... They say a lot of things. Wealthy Aunt Mora and that sweet nephew of hers. So devoted. So devoted. So devoted a man he is. It's amazing the way those two are always together. I don't see anything amazing about it. She's devoted her life to him. After all, she's all he's got. And he's her favorite brother's child. But cooping a young man up like that, it isn't natural. Someday he'll find a woman and get married. Do mark my word. Ralph Weston marry. Nonsense. Maybe he might have a long time ago, that Alice Godwin. But not now. Not after what happened. Besides, you know what people say. There might not be a word of truth in it, but you know the way people talk. Yes, they talk. And I've given them much meat for conversation. I wonder if they know the truth, the real truth. Could they have guessed? It was for you, Alice, that I did it. It was all for you, Alice. I loved you. I loved you a great deal. We had been for a walk that afternoon so long ago when we were engaged to be married. You stopped suddenly by the banks of the river and you looked at me, almost appraising. You're a strange boy, Ralph. We've been engaged five months now and I've never even met your family. I haven't got a family. Well, you've an aunt. Alice, when the time is ripe, you'll meet her. When the time is ripe. I'm so tired of being secretly engaged. It's all so pointless. Why can't I announce my engagement like other girls? Are you ashamed of me? Ashamed of you? Great Scott, no. Why keep it a secret, then? Even my family are becoming suspicious. Stall them a while. Say that, that you're not sure you love me. That, that's rather close to the truth, Ralph. What do you mean? I mean, 
I'm not at all sure anymore that I want to marry you. You've no gumption. You won't get a job and start out on your own like other people. A little foolish for me to take a job as a $20 a week clerk, and there's not very much else I'm suited for. But living on your aunt this way. I'm not living on her really, Alice. It's my money. She's going to leave it all to me someday. Someday isn't now. Aunt Maura doesn't approve of my marrying. You know that. Do I? I don't know anything. Do you want me to be cut off without a cent, Alice? Yes, as a matter of fact, I'd love it. Give you a chance to prove yourself. You're not being very practical. Have you ever asked your aunt, point blank, how she feels about your marrying? Well, no, because I I know what her reaction would be. You're making her seem an awful ogre. When everyone says she's so devoted to you, such a nice person. I know Aunt Mora better than you, Alice. You have to let me, let me do things in my own way. Aunt Mora's got a bad heart, and any kind of a shock would prove fatal to her. But why should your engagement prove a shock? Oh, Ralph, we've had this argument so many times. I'm sorry, darling, but unless you feel free to marry me now... Alice, give me a little time. I wish I didn't love you. Alice, I'll tell Aunt Maura tonight. Oh, I'm sure she'll understand, Ralph. I'm positive she will. That is, if she's as devoted as people say. Devoted. 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 I went home, tried to plan how best to break the news. After dinner, Aunt Maura and I were in the living room. The air was heavy with the rich, fat odors of mimosa perfume and rice powder. We sat in silence facing each other. Then she glanced at the clock on the wall and started toward the dark hallway. She was just about to walk up the stairs to her room when... Good night, Ralphie. Don't forget to lock the windows. You forgot last night. Auntie... Yes, Ralph? I've got to talk to you. I I was wondering if... If what? I can't talk to you this way in the dark hallway with you peering down at me. What I have to say is rather confidential. Can't it wait till morning? I guess it could, only it's rather important. Sounds like a matter of state. I hate to mention... You hate to what? Approach the subject of money again. Heaven knows you've been generous enough. Gambling debts again, Ralph? Well, that isn't all. Another woman? Don't say another woman in that tone, Andy. It, it's not fair. Do come in the living room and, and sit down. <laughs> All right. Straighten your coat, Ralph. Your clothes always look like you've slept in them. Stop picking on me. I'm not picking on you, dear. Now, here we are in the living room. What did you want to say? Mind if I light a candle? Or is that a waste of candle wax? Ralph. I've never minded how much candle wax you use. I've never said anything about it now, have I? You looked it. I think you interpret my looks to mean something they don't mean. You interpret so much into everything. You're going to dissect me. We'll get nowhere. What did you drag me down here for? I want to get married. Who is my future niece to be? Alice Godwin. Alice Godwin. I used to know her mother. If she's anything like her mother, she's a sweet girl. She's a lovely girl, and she loves me. I didn't even know you knew her. Don't know everything about me. I never supposed I did. Well? Well? <laughs> Congratulations. What? What are we going to live on? I mean, money, Aunt Maura. I'd supposed that the miracle of love had worked a miracle in your ambitions. I see I'm wrong. I offered to help you get a job two years ago. There was one that paid a good salary. You know I'm not well. It, 
At least not well enough to take a job. My lungs. Nonsense. Your lungs. The doctor examined you last month and said you were in the best of health. The doctor, the doctor. I, I know how I feel. Oh, Aunt Maura, you're, you're going to leave me your money. Why don't you give me enough to live on now? Because you're not capable of handling your own finances, Ralph, dear. Be sensible. Sensible? Yes. All you have to do is take a look at the record of the way you've handled money in the past. Ridiculous gambling debts. I was young. You said six months ago you were young. And now I'm to believe that you've grown up. But... Uh, and the women. You've spent a fortune on women. It's natural for a young man about town Always to... Waste hard-earned money? No, my dear. If you find a job and prove to me that you've changed, I might reconsider. But as it is... You'll not have a cent from me until the day I die. Auntie. Ralph, you're closer to me than any child of my own could be. I'm only doing it for your own good. Dear, you know as well as I do, I'm devoted to you. Devoted. Devoted to me. Devoted in her own peculiar way. She climbed up the stairs to her room and left me alone in the sitting room with my thoughts. And my thoughts weren't pretty ones, not where she was concerned. She was determined to hang on to her money until she died. Death. Yes, perhaps her sudden death would be the answer. She'd lived her life. Obviously, what good was a rich, fat old woman? Death would put a stop to all this bickering over my extravagances. Then I could marry. The scent of mimosa perfume was heavy in the air, and the sweet odor of rice powder burned my nostrils, almost as if she were there. But she was upstairs, and I was alone, alone with my thoughts of her death. But how? That was the problem. Accidental death, immediate, painless. The stare. A bad fall from the stairs, a, a broken step, a second at the top. That was it. The shock of the fall was certain to bring on another heart attack. I knew I had the right idea, the second step. I had no sooner thought of it than I started to work to the kitchen for a chisel, a, a bit of wax. I had hoped Andrews, the butler, was in bed. But as I opened the door to the kitchen... Mr. Ralston, are you still up? Why... Why, yes, Andrews. Is there something I can do for you, sir? No, I... I just thought I'd rummage about the ice chest and get myself something to eat. I wasn't eavesdropping, Mr. Ralph, but I happened to hear you tell your auntie you were engaged. My congratulations, Mr. Ralph. Thank you, Andrews. Are you sure there's nothing I can get you? Positive. I... I like to rummage an ice chest by myself. You're positive, sir? Yes, positive. Go up to bed, Andrews. If you... If you won't be needing me, sir, I... I don't suppose you would mind if I took the rest of the evening off? No, Andrews, I... I don't mind at all. You don't have to come in till morning if you wish. Well, I was going to be a wee bit late, sir. That is, if you don't mind. I don't mind. If your auntie asks for me, you'll tell her a likely story, won't you? My aunt is sound asleep, Andrews. And she won't be needing you. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Well, good night to you, sir. Good night, Andrews. That was good luck. First part was good luck, Andrews taking the night off. I knew I wouldn't be disturbed. I went to the tool drawer beneath the sink, opened it, took out the chisel, the hammer, and the floor wax. 
carefully wrapped them in a towel. Grandfather's clock in the hall was chiming. Aunt Mora always fell asleep within ten minutes after retiring. She was proud of that fact, talked about it a great deal. She usually went to bed at nine, but here it was ten, ten o'clock. I crept from the kitchen, then shut the door carefully behind me. Then I crept slowly, carefully up the stairs, one at a time, very slowly, very carefully, until I reached the second from the top of that long wooden stairway. I sat down on the steps, carefully removed the small nails which held the rug in place. Carefully, soundlessly, one by one, I removed the nails. Nails for her coffin. Perhaps I ought to save them. The thought amused me. I was so careful I had time to be amused. Amused. And anxious, too. Then, when the last nail was out, I pulled up the carpet and waxed the stair underneath. Waxed it well. Very well, until the carpet slid at the merest touch. Then, as I started to hammer just one nail to hold the carpet temporarily... Ralph? Ralph? Uh, uh, oh, yes, Andy. I thought I heard you out there. What are you doing on that stairway? Uh, uh stairway? Why, nothing, Aunt Moore. I... I was just coming up to bed. Ralph, would you do something for me? I, I don't feel so well, darling. Your heart again, Aunt Mora? Yes, I, I'm afraid so. Would you get me my pills and a glass of water? Of course, Andy. I, I'd do anything for you. Anything. You're so devoted, aren't you, dear? So devoted. the stairway and got Aunt Mora's pills in water. Had she seen me fix the stair? Had she guessed? Nobody knew what went on in that mind of hers. It was almost midnight as I entered her room. I opened the door and walked to her bedside. Thanks, Ralph. That's all right. Anything else you want before I go to bed? Nothing. These attacks don't mean a thing. Funny I couldn't sleep tonight. Haven't you been asleep at all? I must have dozed, but I kept dreaming. Very uncomfortable. Dreaming of what? I can't remember, except that it was unpleasant. You ate a large dinner tonight. You, you always have nightmares when you overeat. You know that. Yes, of course. Only it was so strange. What's so strange? To dream that you were trying to murder me. Yes, that is strange. Good night, Ralph. Good night, Aunt Mora. I hope you don't have any more unpleasant dreams. I hope not. I don't like unpleasantness of any kind. My heart won't stand it. How much did she know then? That's what I keep thinking even now. How much had she guessed? I went to bed and tried to sleep, but my heart pounded with excitement. 
I laid awake a long time thinking of tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow Aunt Mora must be dead. Tomorrow. Then morning came. Tomorrow finally came. I dressed hurriedly. My hands were trembling with excitement. I wanted to be downstairs before she awoke. And then I could wait down there and watch her fall. Watch her die. I could enjoy my freedom. My freedom. I walked down the stairs, careful not to step on the wax second step. Andrews, the butler, was in the dining room, setting the table when I came in. Good morning, Mr. Ruff. Oh, good morning, Andrews. Where's the morning paper? Oh, sorry, sir. I'll get it for you. Will you have your eggs three or four minutes this morning? It doesn't matter. By the way, sir, I didn't know you were interested in carpentry work, sir. Who's interested in carpentry work? You were working with a hammer and a chisel last night. I only mentioned it because... Because of what? Because you've disarranged the carpenter drawer with all those old nails you threw in there. Nails? I I haven't been near the drawer. Oh, you must have, sir. The drawer was in perfect order last night before I went out. Was it? And we haven't had a carpet nail in the house for months. That is, until the mor- this morning. There's quite a little stack of them now. Oh, I... I'll get you your paper now, sir. And my eggs? Certainly, sir. I'll get it, Andrews. Yes, sir. Confounded nothing but peddlers at this hour of the morning. Coming! Hello, Ralph. Alice. Alice, what are you doing here? I... I had to see you, darling. Come in. Thank you. Have you had breakfast yet? Yes, I I have. Will you have a cup of coffee with me? Well, if you want me to, of course I... I... You're as nervous as a cat, Alice. What in the world is the matter with you? I haven't slept all night. Sit down here. Thank you. I'm sorry to interrupt you in the middle of your breakfast. Here are your eggs, sir. Uh, Miss Gardner would like a cup of coffee, Andrews. Would you like some eggs, dear? No, thanks, Andrews. Yes, ma'am. Well, darling, what is it you wanted to tell me? I, uh... Did you... Did you tell your Aunt Mora? About our engagement? Is that what you came here for? Yes. Did you tell her? Yes. Well, what did she say? Nothing. She went directly to bed. She didn't feel well. Then she doesn't approve. Evidently not. I'm glad, Ralph. Glad? That's a strange thing to say. All night last night, I couldn't sleep. I wanted to come over and give you this. That's why I came this morning. Take your ring, Ralph. You're joking. No. No, I'm quite serious. I've known for a long time. This is all a mistake. Alice, darling, I... Your coffee, miss. Thank you. Uh, that'll be all, Andrews. Yes, sir. Why have you changed your mind, Alice? I suppose you are entitled to an explanation. I certainly think I am. Well, mostly it's because... Because I suddenly realized I don't love you. I must have known that all along. Love can only stand so much of being hurt. I hurt you? Without knowing it. Yes, you did. Oh, how can I explain to you? You don't need to. Not if you don't want to. Oh, Ralph, I suddenly realized I was waiting for somebody that didn't exist. I was waiting for a you that never lived. And the you that does exist doesn't think enough of me to fight for me. Knowing that, Ralph, I can't go on. Please. All right. But you'll change your mind someday, Alice. You, you'll come back to me. Maybe. But I doubt it. No, don't see me at the door. I can go myself. 
Goodbye, Ralph. Andrews! Andrews! Yes, sir? Where's the morning paper? The young lady's left, sir. If she isn't here, it's normal to presume that she's left. Yes, sir, I get your paper for you, sir. And then you can take the day off, Andrews. Oh, thank you, sir, but I... Your aunt has asked me to go on an errand for her. Well, then do your errand and, and then take the day off. Aren't you interested in the errand, sir? You usually take such interest in these things. Aren't you forgetting yourself a little, Andrews? I don't think so, sir. I don't think so at all. I, I mean, after finding all those carpet nails in the carpentry box. What are you hinting at? Your aunt has asked me to go to her lawyer this morning and ask him to drop over. Why? I don't know, sir. It's unfortunate about lawyers. They, they can never come right over, no matter how badly one needs them. Can't they? Oh, sir. It'll take at least three hours. Andrews. We'll be back at noon, sir. Andrews. At noon, sir. At noon. And he knew. But the man was a fool. If Aunt Mora were to die accidentally, I could manage him... In a short time, I could replace the carpet nail, scrape the wax off, and, and no one would take his word, a butler's word, against mine. I left the dining room and, and walked up the stairs. Carefully up the stairs. Carefully the second stair to Aunt Mora's room. I, I stood outside the door for a moment, and then I knocked on the door. Come in, Ralph. Good morning, Auntie. Good morning, Ralph. Would you take my tray? Certainly, darling. Aren't you feeling well this morning? Not very well, Ralph. It's my heart started acting up last night. Here, here, let me take your tray. Then you can stretch out. Thank you, dear. <coughs> Ralph. Oh, Auntie. Uh, my heart. Oh, I think you'd better go for the doctor. And more. Ralph, please. Get the doctor. The doctor. Of course, Aunt Mora. I'll go right away. I'll be right back, Auntie. I'll be right back with the doctor. Ralph, be careful of the stairs. Ralph, be careful of the stairs! Be careful of the stairs. Be careful of the stairs. Careful, careful. And then that horrible falling sensation as I plunged headlong down the circular stairway. It overwhelms me and blots out any sane or sensible thinking. I'm alive. Yes, alive. But the mental pictures that haunt the inner recesses of my mind race by. Pictures of myself lying in a hospital cot and hearing Alice Godwin's voice from miles away. How badly is he hurt, Doctor? We can't tell yet, Miss Godwin. Compound skull fracture and some rather serious damage to the spinal column. We'll know much more in another week or so. He said another week or so, week or so, week or so, week or so... Oh, hello, Maura. Come in. Well, you're looking a lot better. I'm feeling fit. How's my nephew, Doctor? Any improvement? Well, we can't be sure as yet. A case like this takes time, you know. Time, you know. Time, you know. Time, you know. Time, time. Months and months, and then I was home again. Home again. Welcome home, Mr. Ralph. Thank you, Andrew. Ralph, darling. Here, let me help you. You learn to push the wheelchair by yourself later on, but right at present you'd better let us do the work. Thank you, Aunt Mora. I'll push him, ma'am. You needn't worry, sir. We'll take care of you. Good care of you. Yes. 
I know you will, Andrews. Here. Here's the morning paper. You can read it while I get dressed. We didn't expect you home from the hospital so soon. The doctor thought you'd be there another month. Yes, I know, Aunt Maura. I know. They were going to try another treatment. The specialist seemed to feel it's hopeless. I'll never walk again. Nothing's hopeless, Ralph. Nothing in the world. Especially if there are people around who are as devoted to you as I am. Simply devoted, my dear. Yes, there she goes. My beloved Aunt Mora. My beloved Aunt Mora. Her skirts rustling as she waddles upstairs to her room. Devoted Aunt Mora. Devoted Aunt Mora. Devoted Aunt Mora. From the time-worn pages of the past, we have brought to you the story, Expectations of an Heir. Bellkeeper, toll the bell. This evening, I want to thank you all for listening. And remember, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash terror1970. Or you can look me up on Instagram at Radio Show Nerd. Or on Twitter at Radio Show Nerd, Radio Show Nerd 1. Again, this is your host, Keith, a.k.a. The Radio Show Nerd, signing off. <laughs>